Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. Another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. My guest today is an author, educator, speaker, activist. His name is Sean Wickard. Say hello, Sean. Hello. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Live On Purpose Radio. That carries some meaning for you, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Your book, first of all, let's just start with the title of that book and and our listeners know because it's the name of the episode as well. Impossible or So They Said. Yes. I don't know if I got all the right inflections. Perfect. Tell us your story. Introduce this for us with with who you are, where you're coming from. Okay. Um, 1998, I woke up with some strange feelings in my feet and shins. Mm. Um... That was a Sunday, and by Wednesday I was numb from the chest down, what? 50% weaker, and by Saturday I could barely walk and barely breathe. Wow. No observable reason for that. Nope. To this day, we have no reason why it started. But if you're in a car accident or fall out of a tree, I've interviewed those guys too. Right. Um, there's a clear reason for this, but you didn't see any reason for it. Nope. Just out of the blue. Woke up. Saturday I woke, you know, worked out, had a great time. Yeah. Sunday, something strange. Wow. So that's how it started. Um, I recovered, it hit again that fall. And for the next nine months or so, I was weak, numb from the chest down, seeking answers. Until wow. June of 1999, I went paralyzed from the chest down over four days. Wow. Now, you're otherwise a young, healthy, vibrant... Athletic, active, hiked, biked, rollerbladed, you know, just everything was fine. Yeah. So, what did you do with this? I, I can only imagine, Sean, what that does to your mind. In one way, your mind shuts down because there's no answers. There's no causative effect of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, the only thing you focuses your focus is, is to the doctor. What's going on? Why? Mm-hmm. You know, give me some answers. But they're not giving you answers at this. No, point. more questions, more questions. Ah. At first, they thought I had a certain spinal disease, but it didn't act normal. Because I recovered, and then I got paralyzed again, and then I recovered, and I got paralyzed again, and then one December wow. I was paralyzed, chest down. My left arm went paralyzed, shoulder down, and I lost my speech for two days. Wow. Yes. So your mind is doing all kinds of things with this. I Yes. I'm guessing. Now, I'm a psychologist. <laughs> so I like to play in that space, Sean. But I'm just, I'm imagining the fear or the questions or the conclusions that, that we draw when things like this happen. What do you remember about that? Uh, the fear shuts your brain down. Yeah. 
there's no, um, it just shuts you down. I did research, I read, I, I'm my own advocate, you know, I don't trust mm-hmm. doctors. They're as good as the education in their, in their, their um, efforts and in their mind, right? Skills and knowledge, sure. Yeah, and I was outside of that. And um, over that about six years to get a diagnosis, I was paralyzed uh, 22 times. Wow, I would for, recover. for varying lengths of time. Uh, for yes, I would recover and then I wouldn't, and I'd go backwards, and you know, legs paralyzed again, and then I'd get to the point I could stand, mm-hmm. and then I would be paralyzed again. And in, mm-hmm. in the end, my left arm has been paralyzed twice, my right arm once, my speech for those two days, and legs twelve to eighteen times. Kind of lost count in there. It's wow. been a few. So walk us through the the process that that you went through because here you are you came to my office today i saw you walk from your car to the building all right so obviously there's something that has changed yes there has been um like i said it took six years to get a diagnosis and that diagnosis came from the national institutes of health in bethesda maryland okay uh turns out i had a friend there didn't know it but that's where she was she hooked me up I flew out I had a diagnosis in three days and I was oh. diagnosed with lupus an autoimmune disease uh-huh. and transverse myelitis which paralyzed me uh-huh. and that combination in some circles is the rarest form of lupus Wow which is why people hadn't really identified it up to that point no one here it's in the state of Utah of has ever seen this before Sean, you're so special. I know. I always knew this. <laughs> Mommy was always right. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's funny because, and I joke with people about that sometimes, but we really, in our own mind, we're a special case. We are. We all have mental issues, some of them not diagnosed. But in this case, you really were kind of a special case in terms of the diagnosis. When you end up at the National Institutes of Health, you are the rare bird. They yeah. really only take the rare uh, issues, the rare health challenges um, that only an institution like that has ever seen. Yeah, everybody's looking for horses, but you were a zebra. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a masked zebra. Um, so they gave me that diagnosis on Wednesday night, and the treatment that they recommended was six months of chemo. And I'm like, okay, do we start here? Do we start back in Utah or what? And they're like, uh-huh. we can do it here. I'm like, good. It'll take my doctors a month to pull their heads out, so let's get going. Roll. Yeah, I just I just wanted answers. Mm-hmm. So I did six months of chemo, once a month, and three months later, my right side went paralyzed. Ooh. So I Cause called. It seems like the wrong direction. Uh, utter disappointment. Yeah. Total defeat. Like, this was supposed to help me for a while, not three months. Yeah. And uh, so I called the NIH up and my doctor there and said, come on out. And uh, we'll see if you qualify for the study that, that we're doing. And it right. turns out this study they gave me at that previous visit to read over. And I flew out there. And within a few days, I was there first in this study. Uh, and this study was a stem cell transplant of my own stem cells to cure lupus. Interesting. Yes. But this is something that people have heard about in the news. There's some controversy out there about it. 
Yes. Without getting into all of that, this was a, an innovative approach yes. to something that didn't have any clear treatment protocols. Uh, no, I failed all the, tr- uh, the usual treatment protocols. And so because of that, I qualified for this study. And what's innovative about this is it was using my own body to cure my own incurable diseases. Hold on. Let's see if we can track that. Using your own body to cure your own body's incurable diseases. Yes. There's all kinds of weird things happening in that statement. There's a lot. It's a dichotomy. It's truth and mistruth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all kinds of things. So I know that there was a whole period and process of recovery and treatment and uh, an adventure that you went through over those years. What's the short version? The short version is once I got in the study, um, it was about six or seven weeks of really awesome wink-wink tests Uh, with five-inch needles in my thighs, armpits, neck to get biopsies, bone marrow biopsies. If I mean, I was paralyzed at the time, and to get a bone marrow biopsy just hurts like the mother. It just... And I was paralyzed. So I feel for anyone who's had to have it without that wink-wink problem. the assistance yes, yes. of paralysis. Blood tests, scans, MRIs, PET scans, CAT scans. I mean, I was a guinea pig. And this was my You're schedule every day. and prodded 10 ways to next Saturday. I can't even tell you how many times. It's, wow. It's ridiculous. But on January 4th, 2005 is when they infused my own stem cells back into my body. And that wow. morning, 20 minutes of this salmon-colored liquid going down the IV into my, uh, into my port in my chest uh-huh. to give me a new life, and I fell asleep. Uh, the 20 minutes that were going to change my life, and I was too exhausted to stay awake for it. Yeah. But from that moment on, my life changed dramatically. So it was a success. Yes. That is the short version. The short version, Yes. The long version is I took the first sign of it being a success about two weeks later, having energy or lacking fatigue for the first time in seven years. Wow. That's all I needed. Sean, when I first met you, you were in a wheelchair. Yes. Um, You shared with me recently when we visited that you were in that wheelchair for how long? I've been in the wheelchair 16 years. 16 years. Um, You do not have a wheelchair here today. No. It's in the car. That is... Well, you still use it as a tool. as uh, For long distances, yes. Yeah. And by long distances, <coughs> you mean like a marathon? Over a mile. <laughs> Over a mile. Over a mile. Well, think about what you're saying here. So from paralysis to... Yeah, I use the wheelchair if I'm going a long ways. Yeah. That's huge. It's monstrous. And not even really possible according to some of the opinions that were out there before. I literally have walked up to five doctors that never thought I'd walk again. And then you had to revive them. And their face was just about like your face right now. <laughs> I just had to pick up their jaw. It's like, what is this? They're, they're stunned. It was, it's the best what victory is, dance ever. You know what? What a, And so happy for you, Sean, that this was a success. I know that some of the stories out there have different kinds of endings. Sure. And we're not saying that this is representative of everyone. 
for sure. But here's the thing that, that lights me up about your story. And it's really the title of your book. Impossible? It, really? <laughs> See, impossible is an opinion and it's based on current or <coughs> past knowledge. Yes. And you discovered through your experience that impossible doesn't mean it can't be done. It might mean it hasn't been done before. Yes. Um, a quote that I manufactured, so to speak, mm -hmm. when I go out and speak is, impossible is somebody else's opinion. I'm possible is my opinion. The opinion you believe uh, is the reality you achieve. Wow. I'm possible. Spelled the same way. Spelled the same way. And here you are as yes. living proof of that. Because I listened to me. Attitude, opinion, mindset. Honoriness. <laughs> this all is all things. the important starting place. If we're going to accomplish something impossible, we got to change something about the way we're currently thinking. Yes. It starts with that vision. <sighs> and then in the innate knowledge that only you can understand. Yes. I couldn't explain to my doctors for years that I'm going to walk again. Well, that's they, all I was focused on. Their knowledge told them something very different. Yes. But they hadn't met me yet. Well, let's... Let's keep that idea flowing as we get into our second half today. Folks, this is Sean Wickard at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. on purpose radio listeners the fact that you're listening to this show probably means that you're a fan of personal development your personal development library should include copies of both of my books pathological positivity and the pocket-sized companion portable positivity there's a dot com for both titles so you can share these books with others i also have a special offer just for listeners of the show Go to drpauljenkins.com forward slash L-O-P-R for Live On Purpose Radio. I'll send you signed copies of both for a special discounted rate. That's drpauljenkins.com forward slash L-O-P-R. that I'm excited about positive psychology finally there is an app that is available to help you feed your happy my friend Scott Wilhite developed this app Scott tell us about it well uh, it's called feed your happy it's like seven habits meets the Fitbit where you get mm, mental training it. on seven core skills to happiness and you get the tracking ability too so that you can chart anything you chart improves faster if you like apps if you like games if you like happy this is it feed your happy it's available now in the app store Radio. Sean, you set this up so nicely in the first half. There's so much to your story that we could try to wrap our heads around. 
not to mention, you know, all of the innovations that are going on right now with things like stem cells and how that is showing so much promise in creating different outcomes for people that heretofore were impossible. Exactly. But that's because we didn't have the knowledge or the technology or the things that we have now and that we're developing. The part I'm excited about, though, is what you were saying about the starting place. In your own mind, what is your opinion about this thing? If you believe something is impossible, you don't even start. No, you won't. You don't even go there. Share with us that. You gave us a little phrase that you use in your speeches sometimes. Can you share that again with us? Um, Impossible is somebody else's opinion. I'm possible is my opinion. The opinion you believe is the reality you achieve. Wow. You earned that. Every day. This uh, 16 years in a wheelchair. Yeah. As you were exploring in your own mind, whether it's impossible or whether I'm possible. At the time, I didn't have those concepts in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got back from the stem cell procedure and uh, met with a physical therapist and the first thing he asked was, what's the goal? And I said, walking. He's writing that down in his notes and I said, oh yeah, and if you don't kick my butt, mm-hmm. I'm kicking yours. And he mm-hmm. dropped the pen and he looked at me. So I put my hand above my knee and I said, that's what's in the way. Get to work. I'll show up. Mm. I had to make sure he was on the same page as me. Yeah. Consequences be damned. I was going to walk and you were going to help me. And if you're not, I'm going to find someone that will. If you're fired, I'm looking elsewhere for my team. Pretty close, yeah. So you had to enroll people in this process too. I'm seeing how this is so relevant to anyone who's taking on something that seems or is in the opinion of being impossible to some people. Yes, there is always someone out there who's probably done a component of that impossible or mm-hmm. perhaps that impossible. And I think it's important to have people on the same page as you mm-hmm. that either can give you those tools or at least help you find those tools. So Sean, when you speak, you're not necessarily going out to people who are paralyzed. No. This no. isn't about paralysis. Well, it took me being paralyzed chest down to realize most of us are paralyzed neck up. Ah. <laughs> Time for a checkup Boom. from the neck up. From, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Nice. Well, I'm going to steal that. Your life. I'm going to steal that one from you. That's yeah. awesome. I love to brag about my stuff because none of it's mine. Yeah. It's the best stuff, right? right? Well, so... You're not talking to people who are paralyzed the way you were paralyzed, but what you're saying is we're all paralyzed. We all have issues. In some way, somewhere, it's our thinking that gets in our way first. Always. Always. What steps does someone take if they're paralyzed from the neck up? Awareness, I think, is the first. You have to be aware, be able to step outside of your own situation enough to go, you know what? I acknowledge that I've got some things I got to work on mm-hmm. and I've not wanted to, but I need to now. If I want to grow, I need to address this. Sometimes we kind of know what those things are. A lot of times. Sometimes they come up during the course of seeking. You know what? 
I had a client recently who was sharing his story with me and there were some recurring <coughs> themes. And it was interesting that the recurring themes in his story were that people don't appreciate him. People don't treat him right. People don't understand that he has a lot to contribute. And so they keep putting things in his way and he would be successful except for all of these people who don't. And I would ask, does he appreciate himself? Uh, because that's a clue, isn't it? It is. What, what he's saying is his own issue. His own issue. And yeah. he sees it reflected in all of the people around him. Or In psychology, we call it projection. Yes. So uh, there's also this thing called the victim mindset. If you turn off that projector mm -hmm. and really be honest with yourself, and let's say that is the hardest, most difficult thing any of us have to do, mm. is be honest with ourselves. Right. Because until you can, you're not going to get anywhere with whatever it is your challenge is. Right. It's your block. That's the number one block. What if there's a choice between two opinions? Try them both out. One will fail real quick. And there's always a choice, don't you think? Always. So always. let's look at that simple one that you just introduced. I can versus... I can't. I can't. Yeah. Well, how far down that road do we have to go to see that there's no next step no. after I can't? No. What do you no. do? Curl up in fetal position in the corner? Most of us do. Whether metaphorically or physically. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of unhappy people are curled up metaphorically in the corner, defeated. Something I love about your story, Sean, you don't have to know all of the steps, all of the technology, all of the principles that come to play to create the I can. You just need to choose that path. That's all I did. The only thing I focused on... With no clue on, as to how. Oh, I had no freaking clue how I was going to walk. You just knew that that was your end goal. I was going to walk. I don't care how anyone felt about it. Mm-hmm. And I that opened up possibilities for you. Yes. It got me with uh, that physical therapist, Jason, and, and eventually his partner, Stephanie, and twice a week for a year and a half. And I was walking 300 feet with two canes. Yeah. You know? It, it takes that personal belief before I, anything can happen. I feel to pause here for a moment, Sean, because I know that there are people whose stories have different outcomes from yours. Mm -hmm. And you know these people too. Yes. What about them? What good does it do them to think I can instead of I can't? I can is the attitude to start your path. Mm -hmm. The path unveils itself. I can't tell you what your path is going to be. Even if you have the same situation as I did, mm -hmm. it, it it's different for everybody. My disease process was different than anybody else's I've ever met, and I've only met right. one. Um, but it's the challenges along the way. You know, like if you're a, a four by four enthusiast, there's rocks, there's gaps, mm -hmm. there's ruts. You're gonna meet them along that path, and how you choose to get over that rot, rock, out of the rut onto the path again, it's different for everybody, but with the I can mindset, the answers are there. You have to be aware enough to be able to see them and recognize what it is. And sometimes it's a change of path. Yes. I just step over to the right or to the left to avoid these obstacles 
or walk around them yeah. and continue on your path. I love this path analogy. When you start on a particular path, you will encounter others who are on that path. And sometimes those others are the rock, the rut. It could be. You know? Yeah. Because they've reached the I can't part of the story. I can't shows up every day. Well, and it's a constant choice that we get to make. Every single morning, every single night. You and I have a, a common friend and associate, Chad Hymas. Yes. Chad is paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Quadriplegic. Um, his goal may be to walk. In fact, you know what? His goal, as he shared it with me, was to be a guide. He mm-hmm. thought that that meant taking people hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. Instead, he is probably the busiest speaker, motivational, inspirational speaker <coughs> in the world. Yeah. I think there's an argument for that. Yeah. He is a guide. This is not the guide he thought he would be. And, and why that seems relevant to me is when you make that decision, and even if walking is not physically going to happen, when your goal is I can and your mindset is I can, other opportunities show up on that path. Yes. And sometimes they're even better than what you had in mind. Well, and he's aware enough to realize that that guide mindset that he wanted to get on Mm -hmm. showed up differently and he accepted it and took it where it's at today. Right. You know, your plans change every day. My plans, obviously, I did not want to be sick or paralyzed or have all these issues, Mm -hmm. but yet they happened to me and then I reacted to them. So we don't always get to pick what happens to us. No. We do get to pick how we happen to what happens to us. Every time. That's your message, isn't it? Yeah. I've been paralyzed 22 times, but I worked at it 23. Yeah. That's my story. That's everybody's story. Everyone has a bad day. Everyone has a bad life. Or everyone has a moment that they have a choice where it's like, do I bring this into my life and I'm in you know, negative Nelly, mm-hmm. or do I take this as my power to change what the result is? Right. Every single one of us. As we conclude this episode of Live on Purpose Radio, what does it boil down to for you? What is that foundational message that you hope all of our listeners can embrace and understand? in order to move forward and live their life on purpose? I think deep down we all know what our purpose is or what we want it to be. Mm. Not all of us wake up taking steps towards it. Mm. I think the biggest, hardest thing of all is accepting that we're good enough, we have the power, we have the will, believe in yourself. Everything will pan out. Mm. Even my own result right now, walking with the walker now, isn't how I saw things. I saw things walking without the walker. Right. And in a way, I had to go backwards in my mind at the time and get this walker last summer. But now I can walk further and further and further Mm -hmm. and build those muscles up that are used to sitting down and not standing up. Right. So 
even my own, you know, detour actually has helped me in the long term. Yes. So every day there's choices. Adjust to those choices. Things happen. Yep. Surprise is part of the package. A step backwards isn't necessarily a negative to the thing. Right. It allows you to see the, the perspective a little differently and adjust your direction, mm-hmm. adjust your, your steps. You know what? I discovered that recently on a hike. I was going up uh, on a mountain near our home and I wanted to get to this particular outlook. And I realized that I was now going a different direction. As I turned around to see where I'd come from, I could see the path that I had missed because of my perspective. And I had to return and go back. Mm -hmm. Sometimes going backward is a step toward where you want to be. Yes. And that became very clear to me that day on the trail. Right. Because if you continued on, where would you end up? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is it the face of a cliff or the, you know? Or another adventure that might even be better. I don't know. Yes. Sean, you've given us some good things to think about. As uh, as people hear this story and want to connect with you, you've got a book, Impossible or So They Said. Yes. That's the title of your book. Where can they find that? Uh, currently on Amazon. Amazon. Yes. Excellent. I have Kindle and paperback versions there. Okay. Beautiful. So the title, Impossible or So They Said, the author, Sean, S-H-A-W-N. Mm-hmm. Wickard, W-I-C-K-A-R-D. Yes. And if uh, if they want to go further than that, how do they find you? Um, I'm on Facebook. I have a speaker page there, Sean C. Wickard. Okay. I also um, have an email address, s underscore wickard at hotmail.com. Okay. And I'm currently having a, uh, a website being produced right now, so... So if people want to bring you in to speak to their group or consult with you in one way or another, maybe they're curious about this whole stem cell thing. You're open to that. Very open. It's a message that needs to get out there. You're doing some good things, Sean, inspiring the world with this message. Thank you for coming to Live on Purpose Radio today. Thank you very much for having me. It's time, everybody, to live on purpose. Purpose.